welcome to Reality Roots with me, your host, Hillary. Sorry that this is late. I'm sorry. Better late than never. Uh, it was a holiday long weekend in Canada last week for family day. I spent the weekend with my family and I'm very sick and I'm not really doing that great, <laughs> but that's fine. We're here now. I'm really sorry if I'm snuffly or coughing or if some kind of sneeze sneaks up on me. I will do my best to keep that at a minimum. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> There's only so much I can do. Uh, anyway, this week uh, we're going to talk about Montel. I don't the biggest thing I remember about Montel is A, loving him, and B, Sylvia Brown. And I didn't really want to go back to Sylvia Brown so quickly. And I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, I wonder what the non-Sylvia Brown Montel is like. I don't have a very clear memory of any of those episodes. I just remember really liking him and thinking he was really sexy looking, which he still is, I think. That added up, <laughs> that tracked, that has not changed. Um, anyway, this, uh, yeah, this one's Forbidden Love, so there's no Sylvia Brown to be found. I dated around 1998, 1999, because they do throw out quite a few, like, references to time throughout the episode, so I think we can say that. I wasn't sure because Montel is kind of like Steve Wilkos in the sense that mainly what he says is correct and I agree with it and he makes all the good points so um, I was worried I was worried it wouldn't be enough for an episode but I did take a lot of notes and then I threw in uh, because I have or the episode of this it's on YouTube uh, includes all the commercials it's like another VHS rip uh I tried to make a little note every time there was a commercial too with some some highlights. Not every commercial, but highlights. So I think we will have enough here for an episode. And let's get it started. So nobody emailed me to say anything about if I should say case or not. So I will continue to say case until somebody who's not me comes up with a better word. Or maybe I'll come up with a better word, but I don't really have a lot of faith in that happening right now. So send me an idea or I will continue to call them cases. Case one. There's only three cases. I like that better about Montel. I think that's why it's uh, so much easier to watch because they don't overwhelm us with a thousand people. There's really just the three stories and they're each a little bit different in their own way. That makes them each worth talking about and it's not just him, you know, repeating himself over and over. So our first case is uh, Linda. We'll get to uh, Linda and Katie. The mom is Linda, the daughter's Katie. This is a really low quality video, but uh, the mom's hair and makeup is terrible. <laughs> Looks terrible. So I don't know, that could honestly be the, um, it could be just the video quality, but it's pretty bad. Ma, Melinda, not Melinda, mom Linda says she has concerns about her daughter's boyfriend. 
she says it's because she's been in abusive relationships before and she feels like she's seeing the same red flags. I mean, that could go either way, right? Like she could just be kind of projecting her own situation on it or I don't know, maybe not, but we'll see. (laughs) Uh, She says her daughter's boyfriend is possessive. Uh, He's cussed her out as well as her two younger daughters and he slapped her car like, with his hand. I guess, like, I mean, that is kind of, that is abuse, right? In a way, like, or, yeah, it's, if it's not abuse, it's pre-abuse. Like, it's uh, a sure, a sure flag that you're on that track. So she has forbidden her daughter from seeing him several times because her daughter snuck out several times and lied about it. She says her daughter walked three to four miles to another town to meet him at, I don't know, late at night, like 11 or 12 or something at night. Uh, Her daughter, Katie, is 17 and she turns 18 in a few months. So, uh, you know, with that, Montel's like, Mom, you gotta learn to let go. <laughs> like, she's about to be 18, and there's not gonna be anything we can do at that point. So, he's like, when did you start dating? And she's like, well, 16, but, like, I never snuck out or lied. And Montel's like, yeah, yeah, this is kind of a different time. And she's like, yeah, it is a different time, and that's why I don't want her out at 11 p.m. or midnight by herself, and I don't know where she is, because it's dangerous. I think she said they lived in San Francisco. I could be making that up. It's been a really rough week, but uh, I think she said San Francisco. So Katie, the daughter, comes out, and she looks even worse than her mom. (laughs) She looks like she's 13 years old rather than 18. She looks very young. She has, it looks like a natural blonde hair color, and it's cut in the mushroom cut. Listen, I had a mushroom cut when I was in like junior kindergarten, maybe kindergarten. So, gosh, I don't know, say like 1992, but I feel like by 1998, 1999, we were way past a mushroom cut, personally. Um, she has like a button-up collared shirt that is pale blue. But the thing is, this girl is so pale, <laughs> and her shirt is so pale, and her hair is blonde. And it looks like it's it's her mom too. Like both her and her mom look like they were both just recently brought back to life from being dead. Like they look like dead people. <laughs> um, they're they're really pale. Katie walks up on stage. Even the way she walks is <laughs> kind of weird. It's like straight up and down like a board. And I'm I'm told that that's how <laughs> I might move through space sometimes, but. It was very noticeable to me. They looked like cardboard people, (laughs) like no bending in their bodies at any point. Katie says her mom doesn't like Chris because she snuck out, but she's going to be with him no matter what. And Montel is the best mediator. Like Montel is the best. (laughs) I love him so much. He doesn't get too heated. Like he really doesn't take sides. He just like listens to one side's point. And then he's like, okay, so I'm hearing you say like, this is, or, you know, if it's a problem or not a problem, he'll be like, oh, well, I don't think that's like a big problem. Or 
something like that. And then if they come up with an actual problem, he'll be like, okay, let's talk about that on the other side. And he'll go to the other person and bring that to them. It's very good. Like, it's very good how he does it. I feel like he never gets any... I don't know if... (laughs) I can't really say Jenny Jones puts her own personal feelings in things either, but... It just seems like Montel's goal is to actually solve a problem while he's on the stage. (laughs) That's very different than any other talk show that we've covered so far. So, Montel asks, um, you know, like, what, what were, okay, what were the rules that were such a big problem? Uh, Katie says, well, I'm supposed to ask... She says, ask to use the phone. I assume that means, like, to call Chris. Chris is her boyfriend. And she's supposed to ask before Chris comes over. And Montel's like, okay, that seems actually pretty reasonable. Like, so why hasn't that happened? And Katie's like, well, it does sometimes. But, you know, it's like she wants it to happen every day. No one else has to do it, just me. And Montel's like, okay, well, if you don't pay rent, (laughs) then that's her right to decide who comes over (laughs) uh katie says but my sister should have to do the same rules montel's like well your sisters haven't been sneaking out of the house (laughs) like montel's such a good dad oh my god i love him katie's like well because they're not teenagers they're not sneaking out they're 13 and 14 and they have like no friends (laughs) which is a very funny sibling burn uh to me katie admits that her and chris are fucking basically like it's an intimate relationship and Montel's like yeah okay so your sisters probably aren't fucking right like that's another difference of why it's different and Katie's like no they never even had a boyfriend <laughs> another sick casualty sibling burn uh Montel's like so right so mom's concerned about that too right and Katie's like well I I don't know. Katie thinks that she should just be able to do whatever she wants. <laughs> and Montel's like, all right, well, get out there then. Great. Go do what you want. Get a job, an apartment. You go do you. And Katie's like, well, I have a job. I don't know. It doesn't sound like the kind of job that's going to fund an apartment <laughs> like bills. Uh, she says she can't get an apartment because she's not 18, but also says she doesn't have money. And we get a commercial break. This commercial break includes a commercial for the jc penny baby sale which i kind of even at the time vaguely remember being like like not oh gosh it's been so long since i've been like subjected to commercials in this way but i i feel like i, I was probably doing something else because who watches commercials and then I turned around and they're like it's the jc penny baby sale and i was like why Why is J.C. Penny selling babies? <laughs> it's such a weird way to put it. Obviously, it's their baby stuff sale. Chris, after, well, okay. That's, that's the only commercial that I really cared about in that set. Chris comes out. Hmm, he looks like a typical loser type of young guy. Uh, Linda says he cusses out the younger girls. And Chris doesn't deny it he agrees he says it's because I don't get no respect (laughs) he tells this whole story this is him supposed to be convincing us that he's in the right (laughs) he cussed out her 13 and 14 year old siblings his girlfriend's siblings he said him and 
Katie were kissing. It it sounded like they were making out more than kissing. And the younger siblings were like, ew, gross, go to your room. And the mom is like, okay, it went beyond kissing on the couch, by the way. So that's not a good reason. I don't think Chris here is not good. Chris says he's on disability and also he's going to school, I guess. Can you get disability if you're going to school? I guess. But then do you double dip? Like, because you get benefits as a student too, right? So I don't know. Chris says he gets blamed if Katie skips school, but when she tells him she's skipping, he's like, why are you skipping for it? Like, you should go (laughs) to school. So, okay, I can't really put that on Chris. I mean, like, he doesn't control her. Uh, Montel's like, okay, well, bottom line is this is your girlfriend. You think you're ready to get married. Do you actually think, like, at the end of this, that she's going to walk away from her whole family to marry you? Chris was like, I don't know. And Montel's like, I don't know. (laughs) I love when Montel throws down some really mocking comments, which are very funny. That one kind of sounded the way I didn't do it as well as he did. He made it kind of sound like Kermit. It was very funny. <laughs> Montel's like, well, things might be okay for like six and six or seven months maybe, but she's going to miss her mom. Like if you drive a big like wedge in between her and her mom, like that will backfire on you. So you should be trying right now to like heal the relationship with her mom. And... Like, it's, it's you know, there's a lot of lying here, right? Like, you started off lying, you lied in the middle, you're lying now. Uh, like, not just Chris, but both of you. Because they're, like, sneaking around, whatever, going behind her mom's back. And he's like, any relationship based on lies is going to stay this way. If you're lying to your mom, are you lying to each other? I thought that was a good question. And they're like, no, no, not to each other. And Montel's like, no, no, not to each other. <laughs> And then they're like, well, twice. White lies, though. Montel, like, throws this big, not fit, but he's like, what the fuck are white lies, blue lies, gray lies? It's a lie. (laughs) I don't know if I agree with that. There is such a thing as a white lie. Montel, but yeah, I get what he's saying. Uh, We got another commercial break. And this one includes a preview. It's like a little Fox uh, TV, like, lineup preview. I hope that makes sense. Uh, it includes um, the Simpsons Adam and Eve episode, which I have a memory of. I remember it like I rem- I don't mm, like I don't remember the commercial, but I remember the episode, and I remember it was like a new episode when I watched it. Good times, and there was one for th- it was like Simpsons, and then they played the little clip, and then the next little clip was from Third Rock from the Sun, which is an amazing show, and. I always felt like it should be like a play. I don't know, like a serial play. I guess that's not really a thing. But uh, if you go back and watch Third Rock from the Sun and then imagine that you're watching a play, I feel like it makes a lot more sense. That's just my own <laughs> two cents. Anyway, we come back from commercial. Uh, we're on to our second case. This one is the one that's a problem. I think if we didn't have this case, I don't... I don't know if somebody would have put the green light on this episode because, I mean, in the other one, it's just kind of regular, like, that's very normal. I think that's all very normal shit. Like, 
I don't know if Montel needed to really intervene. It'll probably be what he says, right? There's these issues between her and her mom because they live together. And I'm I'm sure that, like, as soon as she goes and tries to make it on her own, um, you know, I think she's going to kind of come around and be like, oh, this guy sucks, and she'll go back to her family and continue on with her life. Like, <laughs> thousands and thousands of people have done before her, I'm sure. But this next one is a problem. <laughs> next one is a much bigger problem problem being oh sorry well okay we're talking to Michelle first it's the mom uh she has like curly hair with a headband I don't love headbands has anyone ever tried to wear a headband because I know I have weird problems with my head oh gosh my dog is scratching sorry um I know I have weird problems myself with like headsets and stuff like that like it really hurts my head I think my head is like the wrong shape for anything uh designed to be worn on your head it gives me a headache every time even when I was a kid I feel like headbands would last maybe four seconds (laughs) sorry and then I'd get a headache anyway uh her 15 year old daughter Sasha is dating a 24 year old man and that is gross as fuck Michelle starts out I don't know why we start here but it is it's a problem that's for sure Michelle says she came home on December 29th and found her six-year-old son was home alone I have a six-year-old and he's very independent and I it's still horrifying to imagine him being home alone and I'm sure he I'm sure he would be fine but like the, the number of things that could happen or get out of hand is horrifying to me. So I'm sure Michelle was equally horrified. Uh, Montel's like, (laughs) I guess Montel also feels like this is a weird place to jump in because he's like, okay, back up. So like, you knew he was interested in her before this. Michelle said yes. In August, she had heard that Sasha kissed this guy down at the neighbor's house. Uh, My question, who is this neighbor who facilitates pedophilia? (laughs) Maybe we don't go there anymore. Because that is bad judgment. At the time, Sasha was 14 years old and he was 23 years old, which is soups gross. And he said she was pretty. So they kissed and he said she was pretty. Gross. Montel, Montel is like, and your husband didn't beat the shit out of him because like like everyone cheers we don't get an answer on that I don't I have no idea maybe the dad's not in the picture it's weird that none of the dads are here I get okay I don't know about the first one I know the next case the dad is like that that would be contentious but I don't know she doesn't mention it or I couldn't make it out or I missed it I don't fucking know Anyway, Montel clarifies. He's like, okay, so not... Actually, it's kind of funny how he puts it. He's like, so it wasn't like a peck-peck. It was like a (laughs) kiss-kiss. It's like, I understood the kiss-kiss part. The peck-peck was weird. Michelle's like, right. Yes, correct. It was a kiss-kiss, not a peck-peck. Michelle told him to his face, stay the fuck away from my daughter. And he just laughed at her and walked away. Now she's coming home, like this is, so that was in August, now it's December 29th, 
uh, she came home and found her six-year-old home alone. Sasha was supposed to be babysitting. She dropped him at a neighbor's house. I hope it's not the fucking pedophilia facilitation neighbor. And, I don't know, he just came home on his own, I guess. I have a lot... Who are their neighbors? Their neighbors sound so irresponsible and not helpful. I don't know if... I don't know. That's fucking weird. As a mom... Oh, that's what I wrote. As a mom, if this happened to me, I'd lose my fucking shit. Like, that's bad. That was... That's not... That would not bring me joy. Finally... She found Sasha with Kenny at one of Kenny's friends' houses, and they were having sex. Blah, gross. So gross. It's so gross. All of these people are on the neighborhood shit list, in my opinion. So we have, so far, we have their neighbor who let into their house. Why were these people even here? So unclear. So one of their neighbors let a 23-year-old and a 14-year-old into their house and let them kiss. Another neighbor took in... Like, allowed Sasha to drop off her six-year-old brother and then let him wander off home by himself. Now we have a third, I guess, neighbor. I guess they don't say neighbor, but I assume that. Close enough to being a neighbor. Uh, who let Kenny bring over a 14 or 15-year-old girl, Kenny being 24, and let them fuck at his house. So this is... maybe they don't live close to like a school isn't like don't registered sex offenders like you can't live close to a school or you can't live close to like any public services so maybe they live in like a public service dead zone and it's just full of pedophiles i don't know it's kind of fucked up sasha denied the sex for several days and then her mom found a diary entry talking about their first time and she found she found some sexy photos of her daughter. Not nude, but provocative. I also miss, just to go back for a second, um, I mean, first of all, gross. <laughs> I don't want to see nude pictures or provocative pictures of a 15-year-old. And I know that 15... Maybe today, in 2023, I do believe that, like, because of the horrors of social media, I do believe that 15-year-olds maybe do know how to, like, pose in provocative poses. But I feel like in 1998 or 1999, I don't know, know. (laughs) like, the things I thought looked sexy when I was 15 are not even in that galaxy, so gross but I did just want to go back for a second and point out that like I don't really or for a second I was like why wasn't Kenny arrested (laughs) like if you found him having sex and then now you have this diary and it seems like he's just admitting it basically like I don't know why he's not arrested but I guess in some states like 14 15 is kosher (laughs) everything is gross Everything is gross. That's what they should have titled this episode. Did I even say what it was called? Oh my god, I don't think so. It was Forbidden Love. Forbidden Love. Mainly this one is forbidden because it's gross. Montel asks who took the pics. Those provocative pics. Michelle says that they deny that he did it, but she thinks that he took them. They said it was her friend. And Montel's like, oh yeah, like her friends definitely would want to see her posing sexy. (laughs) Of course not. Uh, Sasha comes out. 
she hasn't even sat down yet and in this super high-pitched like nasal voice she's and when I say that as someone with a pretty high-pitched probably nasal voice she's like we didn't have sex Montel Montel is such a gentleman like he's still even when she's acting like a 15 year old Montel shakes her hand he shakes everyone's hand when they come out on stage because he's a fucking gentleman and I love him so much Sasha has a bright pink turtleneck sweater on that kind of is like, um, I would say like eating her, there's a better word for that. Uh, I don't know. She looks small and she has like dyed red hair. It looks like out of the box dyed red hair. It's a really ugly, like Bob, Bob type hairstyle. (laughs) Sasha says they didn't have sex that day. And Montel just calls her out. He's like, so you did have sex then? And Sasha's like, maybe. (laughs) She's got this look on her face that is, oh gosh, if you watch The Sister Wives, then um, I guess we would say the, what was it? The bird that ate the mouse. (laughs) But if you're not into Sister Wives and you're a regular human being, then we say cat that ate the canary. She has like a cat that ate the canary look on her face. Maybe. Sasha says she's very much in love with Kenny because she's 15 and she doesn't know better. She didn't say that. That's me saying that. But she says she's in love with Kenny. Sasha is looking down the whole time, not making eye contact. She looks very uncomfortable. And Montel, because he's amazing, uh, gets right on that too. Montel says, if she, he's like, no, you're not. Because if you were really in love with him, then you'd have looked me in the face when when you said that and then he goes further and he's like hey if you want to be an adult (laughs) that means you have to start looking other adults in the eye when you speak to them and my ovaries are just aflame because Montel is such a good man and a good dad and I love him he's right that's such oh my god that's (sighs) I hope one day if ever I have an occasion of using that I hope I can be as smart as Montel and say that um Montel's like so why are you so prepared to be in a relationship with a 24 year old man Sasha's like I don't know I just love him and I know it Montel's like okay good so when he drops you next year for a new 16 year old that means you're gonna be prepared for that too yeah (laughs) Sasha's like yeah yeah it's not gonna happen though Montel's like well why do you say that though and Sasha's like, because I trust him and I know he's not like that. <laughs> like Just like every other idiot, 15-year-old girl. <laughs> like, it's relatable. That's the thing. It's relatable. I don't know. Montel, it's wrong. It's just relatable. Like, I, yeah, you do think that when you're 15. That's why we don't let 15-year-olds sleep with grown fucking adults. Like, ugh, it's gross. Montel says, okay, so you trust him and you know he's not like that. Okay, mom, should we trust him? Have you done any digging into this guy at all uh michelle says he has two children already that he pays no attention to sasha's like that's not true uh michelle goes on he's like she says that his mom raises one of the children and the other child is with his ex-girlfriend he has no job and no car fucking winner kenny of course it must be hard to hold down a job when you're a pedophile i assume montel says Sasha, do you understand there's something wrong here? Like, do you know what I'm saying when I'm saying there's something wrong? 
And Sasha's like, oh, daddy's not right for me. No. Obvious no. Montel's like, yeah, but I don't know him. Like, I'm not trying to put you down. You're 15. Here's the thing. You're 15. So if I'm 23, you're malleable. And then he defines malleable for her. Which is sad. Uh, Any... Yeah, he's like, any 23-year-old right now is paying attention to you when you obviously have low self-esteem, and I know that you have low self-esteem because you can't make eye contact with me and you've been looking at the floor this entire time with your head down. Uh, If you were proud of yourself, your head would be up. But any 23-year-old man, like, for him, it's like fishing in a little tank. He knows what to say to you, how to say it, and all the things to make you do whatever he wants. That's the problem. Like, yes, yes, Montel. Yes, Montel. Like, it's a power imbalance, right? That's where relationships are really not okay, is when one person has more power over the other. And a 23-year-old just naturally is going to have more power than a 14 or a 15-year-old because 14 and 15-year-olds are fucking dumb. Not, like, it's not their fault that they're dumb. It's just, like, like, they're not dumb necessarily relative to each other, right? It's just, like compared to adults they're dumb because they don't have the experience yet to be smart they'll get there just at this point it's not fair to date them because they don't have the required amount of knowledge or savvy to have an equal part in that relationship and that's why it's wrong mom has said this before. Mom's like, ah, this is all the same stuff I told her. I get that. Montel's like, do you watch me at home? Do you like me? (laughs) She nods. And then Montel, like, oh my gosh, his mocking. I don't know what I love more. His sound points or the way he mocks people. (laughs) It's so funny. So Montel says, he's like, Oh, I know. When he comes out here, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say, Oh, I love you. <laughs> Makes a really funny face, too. Oh, oh, I love you. Just stay over tonight so you don't have to go to your mom's. Oh, I love you. Me. <laughs> and Montel's like, Okay, well, here's the perfect test to tell if he's real or not. Tell him you listen to me. You tell him you're like, You know what? Montel's a smart guy. And I don't think we should have sex anymore until I'm 17. And Montel's like, Mom, I know you'd prefer 18, but let's say 17. And then say, oh, I love you, though. Like, stay with me. Stay faithful. We'll be good. We just got to wait till I'm 17. Then see how many hours he sticks around for. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> love Montel. He's so right. We have another commercial break including a shampoo commercial where the guy is so turned on by his girlfriend's hair that he buys her a shit ton of tampons. <laughs> Sweet love it. Um, <laughs> maybe that should be Montel's new test. <laughs> Instead of this whole wait till you're 17, maybe he should have told uh, Sasha to... Was that her name? Sasha? Yeah, maybe he should have told Sasha, hey, go tell Kenny to buy you a shitload of tampons. <laughs> And see what he comes back with. <laughs> and if he doesn't peace out, then maybe he does love you. <laughs> anyway, after the commercial, 24-year-old Kenny comes out. And guess what, guys? He looks like a pedophile because he is a pedophile. 
he looks more like a 33 year old he has ugh, he has long hair because 24 year olds could look young I feel like there are 24 year olds that do look like teenagers not that you get a pass for that but that would be kind of more understandable but you look like a full-grown adult and your hair must have taken years years to grow so um it's in a man bun man buns aren't bad now like I, or I no it's not in a man bun even it's a ponytail mm, I rate man buns ahead of ponytails of man ponytails I don't know why anyway Kenny's gross <laughs> in every way so we can all be good with that uh, apparently he threw a big shit fit backstage because Montel was well he says making him out to be a bad guy throwing fish in a barrel <laughs> I have a good feeling it was the mocking. <laughs> uh, anyway, Montel is like so cool. He's like, does he's not even frazzled. Like he's not even ruffled. Like it's he's cool with it. Doesn't give a fuck about Kenny. And he's like, oh, well, tell me what I said that makes you look so bad. And Kenny's like, oh, you're just saying that I'm going through girls like they're disposable. And Montel's like, okay, so what the fuck do you have as... Sorry, just so you know when I'm swearing. Like, Montel is never swearing. It's... He's cool. It's me. <laughs> it's all me. Um, that can't contain myself. Montel can't contain himself. But basically, he says, what the fuck do you, as a 23-year-old man, have in common with a 15-year-old girl, unless your brain is at a 15-year-old level? <laughs> Great point. Uh, ugh. Kenny says, we find everything we want with each other. Okay, so Kenny, does that mean that you want a child? <laughs> because she's a child. And then he says, every quality I want in a woman is right here. Montel's starting to get a bit heated now. He's like, a woman? She's a child. And Kenny's like, she's a young woman. She's not a child. A child is like a three-year-old. <laughs> Gross. So Kenny, I guess, is like not three. Three would be too young for Kenny. <laughs> Oh, I wonder where he draws the line. You should have said something older. Kenny, gross. I guess he was probably putting space between the ages, but like a four-year-old's still a child. A five-year-old's still a child. Even a six-year-old is still a child. Like what a weird, weird, gross thing to say. Uh, Montel, though, doesn't get caught. See, I'm an idiot. I would have been immediately like, no, Kenny, you're an idiot. That's four year, five year, six year, seven year, eight years, all the way up to 18, because that's how we define it legally. Uh, but Montel is smarter than I am, and he's like, oh, he puts it so well. He says, well, no, a child is someone who is not emotionally prepared to handle the rigors of adult life. Bam! <laughs> and she's obviously not, because if she, because if she was... She would know that at 15, she's not emotionally prepared to have sex. And she's like, Sasha, what happens if you get pregnant? And the mom kind of jumps back in here just to get into a back and forth, I guess. Apparently, at some point, she had Sasha take a pregnancy test. But it's not really clear. Like, maybe she just found out that Sasha had sex and made her take a pregnancy test. I don't know. That's the impression I get. But Sasha says... Sasha says they were saying, what would he do? Like, I don't know, the, this pregnancy test came up and Sasha was like, well, what would we do? And her mom said, well, text him, you're pregnant, and let's find out. 
The mom's like, no, 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 no. That's not what happened. Sasha came up with the idea and told Michelle and Michelle's friend, oh, I should tell Kenny I'm pregnant to see what he says. And Michelle was like, no, because we're grownups and we don't play games like that. (laughs) And you're not a grownup, Sasha, because it's obvious from even just saying that. Montel is like, I'm just still trying to find out what you have in common. Like, eight years is not crazy when you're older. Like, I don't know, 22 and 30. That's still not great, in my opinion. But, okay, yeah, I mean, it's it's within the boundaries, I guess, of what we're going to have to be okay with. I don't, maybe, I don't. Anyway, as you get older and older, we all know that, right? It's like, what, half your age plus seven? Um, it's kind of, I don't know. I don't, do people consider that a golden rule? I was always taught that's kind of a golden rule. I mean, I think it's a good guideline. That's for sure. You have to make allowances for people. I would call it a, let's call it a minimum. Can we call it a minimum? Half your age plus seven. Let's say that. Okay. So if Kenny is like 24, that would be 19. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I think that's a good rule. And yeah, if you're 50, dating a 32 year old like that's not it's not the same power imbalance right because a 32 year old um should have enough sense of self by that point (laughs) um and be knowledgeable enough in like the ways of the world to be able to have like an equal footing with someone even if they are 50 but we're gonna go with that but kenny 15 is not making the cut here yeah, 15 and 24, that's a big difference in, like, cognitive ability. And then Kenny comes up with, well, lots of people before me have done it. Gross. Like, what a slime ball. Like, that's the shittiest excuse I've ever heard. Like, yeah, a lot of people did a lot of shit, but, like, it's still bad. It doesn't make it bad. Or, I mean, it doesn't make it okay just because other people have done it. It's, like, the oldest... I don't know, thing in the book, right? Even when your parents are like, oh, if so-and-so jumped off a bridge, would you? Maybe that's what Montel should decide, because if Kenny is going to try to play us off like he's at a mental age of 15, maybe that would make sense. Montel asks if she's always like this. Like He's like, do you always have your head down? Can't speak up for yourself? No confidence? Kenny's like, well, it's her mom's fault because she's, quote, always on her. And Montel's like, yeah, because she's a child michelle's like yeah also because she's on probation she's lying to me she's sneaking around with the 24 year old she left her six-year-old brother at home alone so always on her yeah kenny's like well that's because you're trying to keep us apart we get our only like audience question here or audience comment i guess uh the audience (laughs) member is says She's 15, you're 24. If it was my daughter, you wouldn't even be sitting there because I'd kill you. And Kenny's like, Kenny's like, I guess to the mom, I feel like I missed something here in my notes, but I don't think so. Like, Kenny's like, oh, you're always like, wait till she's 15, wait till she's 16, 17, now it's 18. Like, it's such a fucking inconvenience to be a pedophile, Kenny. Yeah, you should wait forever. Like, I don't know. Montel's like, you're in love with her forever, though, according to you. So why can't you wait for sex? Kenny's like, I can do that. No problem. All right, Kenny. Great. Good. Do it. No problem. Do it. We get another commercial break. 
uh, one of the odds is for a radio station, and they're playing all today's best hits, including Sugar Ray, Brian McKnight, Blue, well, I guess Eiffel 65, Blue by Eiffel, by Eiffel 65. I didn't even have to look that up, guys. I just know that that's who sings it, because I was buying CDs at the time. Santana, 98 Degrees, and Christina Aguilera. Quite the line up there. I'm going to play that at my next party. Case three, when we come back from a uh, commercial. Actually, this was a good one, too. I know I said that maybe the episode wouldn't have got the green light without that second case, but this one held water, I guess. We start out by talking with 16-year-old Jennifer. Jennifer, unlike Sasha, isn't looking at the ground. Like, she has her head up. She, uh seems well-spoken. She seems pretty smart. She seems mature, I guess. I mean, she's still 16, but, you know, I think her boyfriend, and we'll get to them, but I think he's, like, 17. That's not, that's not the problem here, but I don't know. Jennifer is, like, really, she looks really pretty. She has strawberry blonde hair. Uh, looks like a natural color. She's got this really cute, I don't know why. I guess they could be fooled. I'm not, like, a fashion guru by any ugh, guru not a fashion guru by any stretch of the imagination but to me it looked expensive it was kind of simple it was like this black cap sleeve dress it had white like a white outline detail around the little sleeves I think okay again the video quality wasn't great but I think she had buck teeth I don't know if I've ever seen buck teeth in real life. I, I, uh, that's what I would call it. But she's still very pretty. And the only thing, the only point I would take away is that, well, and it comes with a question mark, is that it looked like she had blue, like this really ugly blue eyeliner under her eyes. But also, again, the video quality was really bad. And I have a feeling that might have just come from like something in the formatting there. Jennifer says, well, okay, so her mom was fine. What's this guy's name? Ronnie. Her boyfriend's name Ronnie. Mom was fine with Ronnie before Christmas. And then there's some stupid teenage shit happened. Like, he kissed another girl, but then he told her about it pretty quickly, it sounds like. And they didn't sleep together. She said it was only one time. And she was like, I was not nice about it. Like, I was a huge bitch about it. Um, they'd been dating like five months before that happened. Um, so mom liked him, but then she found out about this cheating situation and Jennifer was mad at the time. So she was probably like, fuck this guy. And then she forgave him. But (laughs) the problem with which Jennifer will learn, I'm sure, if not from this situation, then at some point in the future is that the problem is when you tell other people about your shitty relationship Like, those people aren't there for the makeup, so then they just feel like that person is a piece of shit, even when you forgive them and move on, because they're not able to access, like, the apology that you got. So, I probably shouldn't... I mean, she's 16, so she should tell her mom about her shitty relationship, but you gotta take that. Like, you have to understand that her mom, like, you know, mom might take longer than you to catch up with your forgiveness um or you can't expect other people to forgive as easily as you can um 
anyway, like, yeah, I don't know. She's like, oh, before, well, before we were dating, this is all about this cheating situation, I guess. And she says, well, before, like, I knew, but before, um, before we were dating, he was like a player. <laughs> I feel like we don't use the word player anymore. And he had other bedmates. And Montel's like, hold up, a few other bedmates? And Jennifer's like, yeah, that's all they were, but, like, I'm his girlfriend. It's not, like, the same category. And he's like, yeah, but you've been fucking, though, like, just to confirm that. And she confirms they are. And then she also, like, he asks and makes sure if they're using protection, and she says they are always using protection, very safe. Okay. So Montel says, you're 16, and this is the first guy you've ever loved. So you're going to be together when you're old and gray and like old grandma and grandpa on the porch. And Jennifer's like, well, I don't know. I really care about him and I love him. And he shows me that same affection. Uh, Montel's like, okay. Like, she seems confident. She's, you know, what can you say? Montel's like, well, I can't argue with that. Let's bring out mom. I want to point out, I meant to kind of say this more in Sasha's part, but again, this is kind of a... I don't, well, I do know why Sister Wives comes up so much is because I am softly obsessed with Sister Wives. But um, there's a moment in, uh, I think it's like the second season. It's when they decide to leave. And uh, Leon is, <laughs> doesn't want to go. I mean, none of the teenagers want to move. They're moving from Lehigh, where they've always lived, to Vegas. And... It's just so funny because it's like you have to, at that age, I think Leon was 15 at that time too, right? And it's like, the thing is you have to give 15 and 16 year olds like their space and their voice and you have to let them know that like their, their thoughts and opinions are valued. (laughs) But the problem is, as I kind of said earlier, their thoughts and opinions are kind of (laughs) dumb. Like, so in Sister Wives, again, Leon's at this kind of the same age that these girls are in this show. And she's like, I'm mature enough. I should be able to stay here by myself and everybody else move to Vegas. And I have a list of reasons why. Reason one, the dance is in two weeks. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, that was your first. Like That was number one on your list. That's not good girl no but like everybody has to sit there and be like "Mm, yes I understand that the dance is very important to you (laughs) like always knowing in your head that it's fucking not important at all (laughs) that's anyway but I would say that more about Sasha like this um Jennifer does seem to (laughs) I think she'd come up with something better than the dance if she was in that category if she was in that situation that Leon was anyway uh Montel's like yeah I can't argue with that let's bring out mom mom is dressed okay I I had a disagreement with my own partner about how this lady was dressed because I said it like she was she obviously had money and then I showed him the outfit, and he was like, that is the trashiest outfit. But I don't think it was. I think it's just the time. And it is a bad outfit. It's the same. It's the, it was like the McMansion of dresses. <laughs> like, it looked expensive in a cheap 
way. To me, it looked like if you were do like if you were playing The Sims, and you're like, I'm gonna make a rich bitch character, but you didn't want to put. I mean, you know, you you probably would put the same amount of effort into it than like most people, which is not a crazy amount because you want to actually play The Sims and not dress up people. She had like this big hair that was obviously very styled, not a wash and go look. Could have even been a wig. It had kind of a wiggish look to it, to be honest. She had on this, like, long sleeve black dress, but it cut at the wrong spot. That's what was almost giving me the Sims, is that it was, like, kind of like a mid-calf length. It wasn't a good length for a dress on anyone. Definitely not her. She had on this huge necklace. Like, this necklace was making a statement, and it was... I spent money on this necklace, like, just by volume, like, just by the size of it. It was so huge and pretty tacky. And then she had on this, like, even bigger, like, belt. This is where the disagreement initially happened between me and my partner because he was like, oh, and then you make it a high-waisted dress with a belt. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what this belt was doing. Like, it was more kind of, like, looser and just sitting around kind of her hips but it was made out of metal like it looked almost like a giant necklace (laughs) wrapped around and I think it might have actually been two belts like I think there might have been one with more kind of chain links sort of like linked together and then there was another sort of like more narrow braided kind of thing it looked shitty and then I think she has tall like I don't know how to say it out loud, but like sluffy, sluffy boots. S-L-O-U-G-H-Y. <laughs> I probably said that wrong, um, but they don't go with the outfit at all. Like it looks like she spent money on it, but no, she does not look good. And we'll get to it, but I have a suspicion of what, where this mom really is coming from. Mom says, well, Jennifer... Like, Wendell's like, okay, what's your problem? (laughs) She says, well, Jennifer has a lot of goals and aspirations, and I'm not sure she'll be able to achieve them if she stays with Ronnie. Montel's like, why not? She's like, well, she wants to move out at 17, which is in three months. And Montel's like, okay, point. (laughs) Jennifer, did you finish high school yet? Jennifer's like, no, I'm still going. Montel paints this picture. He gets back into his mocking voice, and he's like, uh, so her and Ronnie are going to live together, pay the bills, go to school, never get pregnant, never skip taking the pill, not even one time, right? Like, okay. They're like, yep, sounds great. Montel's like, okay, mom, so what's your other concern? This, yeah. I feel like this is where we get to the mom's real problem. I think the mom is bringing in some prejudice to this situation. Well, there's another big problem that we'll get to after, but I have a feeling I see you, mom, and I see where your head's at. Mom says, well, well, Ronnie's a good kid, but he doesn't have parents to guide him right now, and I'd like to see her graduate school and go to college. I don't feel like she's going to be with Ronnie in the long term. Now we get this. This happens a couple of times. And I have a lot of questions about this. This, like, the commercial break starts, like, the commercial break music starts playing. Not the, 
music. I mean, like, the music that we normally hear as it's leading up to a commercial break starts playing. But she's still talking, and she's, like, dead in the middle of her point. Like, she's not even close to being done at all. So she's talking, talking, talking. I just want you to keep it in your mind that the whole... The, like, I will let you know. The, the music plays from here until the commercial break. Montel's like, okay, but at this point, you have to make, like, you have to let her make her mistakes she's going to make, right? Because it's 17. She can move out. I guess, Montel. Like, what state is this? I don't know. Anyway, she's like, you know, she's misgrown. She thinks she knows everything. And at some point, you just have to let her make those mistakes, right? Music's still playing. Mom's like, yeah, but she doesn't know everything. And Montel's like, yeah, but she thinks she does. Look at her. She's like, oh, life is going to be so perfect. Me and Ronnie and our perfect house. And then he manages to throw to the commercial break. And I want to know, like, was that music playing live? Like, is it actually like the Oscars? Like, so that Montel knows he's due for a commercial break? Can they not cut it out? Like, it, it sounds like it's added over top. It's such a weird choice. Like... There's a lot of camera angles and stuff, so if we're running out of time and we have to go to a commercial, can someone not wave at Montel or, like, draw attention to themselves in another way? Like, it's... The Oscars is a live thing, so I understand why they do what they do, but, like, it was just really weird to listen to these people talk, and, like, they're obviously not anywhere close to done, and we're just listening to this fucking music over top of them. It's just so weird. Anyway, and this commercial break includes... A spot from Michael Jordan, who's repping for Shriners Hospitals, trying to raise some money. Uh, it was notable because I made a note. <laughs> so by definition, it was notable, y'all. After the commercial, out comes Ronnie. He looks like a regular teenage guy. And he kind of actually looks like... Like, I've seen pictures of my partner who, like, from that time and age. Maybe a little bit older, but... From that, yeah, definitely that period. Yeah, it just looked very typical for that time. He's got like a short sleeve, kind of plaid collared shirt on, gelled hair. It was a look. Ronnie, not bad. Like, he looks cute. It's just very dated. Ronnie says he wants to be with Jennifer and they're in love. Montel takes, he's like, mom, get out of the way. (laughs) Go away, go over there. And he's like, okay, listen, I get it. You're in love. You make a cute couple. And he even goes to the audience. He's like, don't they look cute together? You look cute together. And he's like, but why jump right now? Like, why? What's the rush? Why start all this forever talk? Um, This isn't really, like, in response to that. But Ronnie does say that he's, like, we get more clarity. <laughs> Again, I think this is really where this is all kind of coming from. There, this is what is... Mm, I think this is where the mom's opinion is coming from. Ronnie says he's been living alone for six or six or seven months now. Uh, they're like, why? Jesus, like he's seventeen, I think. So his mom passed away. Uh, okay, well that kind of makes the timeline confusing, but anyway, his mom passed away in January nineteen ninety eight. And he was living with his dad for a couple months, and then his dad fucked off. So now Ronnie's 17 year old and living alone in a trailer, we find out later. Uh, he's going to night school and he's planning on going to junior college, um, I don't know, after this summer, he says. Uh, Montel's like, okay, listen, 
Hey, mom. Hey, mom. I don't know about all this forever stuff. Like, that's, yeah, that's probably not true. But, you know, only time will tell. But, you know, Jennifer could do a lot worse than Ronnie. Like, he's taken all this on. You know what I mean? Like, where could Ronnie be? I can't even imagine. Like, that's so much fucking trauma. Like, your mom died and then your dad came for a couple months and then left. Wow, wow, wow. Like, that's not... Life's not going fucking great for Ronnie, right? But he's taking it all on. He's paying his bills. Uh, he's going to school. He's overcoming adversity. Like, you could do worse than Ronnie, right? Mom's like, yeah, I know. But if he cared for her, he wouldn't have her sneak out at night. Montel's like, okay, well, let's go there then, Ronnie. <laughs> Would you like to respond? Ronnie's like, I didn't ask her to sneak out. I didn't tell her not to. But I didn't tell her to do it either. And Montel's like, well, why? Okay, why didn't you tell her not to? Because it seems like if everyone was obeying the rules, then mom would be fine with it. This mom now looks like she thinks she's, like, the queen. (laughs) She's got this tacky-ass necklace. She's sitting more to the side, like, in the Montel throne, like, in the Montel seat. She just looks like, I don't know, she looks like a queen just standing, like, really straight up. The mom is like, oh, he took her out, promised he'd have her back by a certain time, and then he didn't. And Ronnie was like, oh, see, this is more teenage shit. Oh, that wasn't my fault, though. The neighbors in the trailer across from me, which is how I know he lives in a trailer, said they'd give her a ride home, and then, like, yada, 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 they dropped the ball. Montel's like, okay, see though, see, if you all want to be in love, ready to go out and like conquering the world, well, you got to start making better plans and adhering to the rules as they are laid out. This is, yeah, okay, Montel says it, and I think this, like, I think Montel sees this mom, and I see this mom. Montel says, mom... What other problems do you have? Like, do you think that Ronnie isn't good enough for your daughter? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I think Montel knows this woman is, like, just a, I don't know, that rich bitch. And she just doesn't want her daughter living in a trailer with Ronnie. Because of just all the negative connotations, I guess. Like, I think she just sees Ronnie as, like, a kid from the wrong side of the tracks. Good kid, as she says. Um... But I think she just honestly has this like better than mentality that is what's causing her to not be down for this. And again, the mom's like, no, Ronnie's a good kid. I'd like to see him continue school and to do right for himself. But as far as putting her life or education in jeopardy, uh, that's shitty. Like, I don't know. Like he's putting her education in jeopardy. She might be, but I don't think that's on him. And then we have more Oscar playoff music. <laughs> Just this one family. I mean, this family has a lot like going on, I guess. Uh, but the mom, anyway, the mom, yeah. <laughs> Again, everything from here until I tell you there's a commercial break. And this is quite a long one, actually. All of this has this Oscar like playoff music in the background. Mom says, oh, she was a straight A student, and ever since she met Ronnie, she lost weight, and Jennifer's like, no, that's what, well, she says that was my father's problem. Mom says, okay, she lost weight, her grades have been dropping, 
Jennifer immediately breaks down in tears, like, fully crying. Mom's like, oh, well, okay, again, her name is, her daughter's name is Jennifer. I don't know. What I heard was, oh, don't get upset, G. Uh, she lost a lot of weight. I'm worried about her. Like, okay, she said she lost a lot of weight three times. Like, I don't know. Maybe she did lose a lot of weight, but I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. It's also kind of a normal age to lose weight because I feel like you start caring, like, <laughs> more what other people, like, think of what you look like. I don't know. Uh, Montel is, like, oh, he's so sweet. He, like, oh, doesn't like wipe her face I guess he kind of like brushes her hair like out of her face but in like a really nice like comforting way he's like problems with your dad and Jennifer's like problems with my dad should not have anything to do with problems with my relationship or with Ronnie um which is like I feel like she's pretty upset and she's still expressing herself really well uh, mom is like, it had a lot to do with Ronnie as well. <laughs> Jennifer's like, oh no, like the problem started before I even met Ronnie. The music is still playing, by the way, <laughs> in case we'd forgotten. Montel, like again, super calm to the mom. He's like, okay, that's a different set of issues. Let's not blame everything on Ronnie. Mom's like, I'm just saying I want the best for Jennifer and I worry. And Montel's like, yeah, okay, well, we all want that. Like, we all want the best for our kids. But look at how much pain your daughter is in. Like, obviously, there's pain that she has that has nothing to do with Ronnie. So maybe it's time that mom and daughter work on this. And then he's like, I don't know, it takes a weird turn. He's like, wait, I'm sorry, no. And then he slaps slaps Ronnie's knee like kind of hard playfully but like kind of hard and he says I don't think you should let her come out at 2 a.m past curfew we have to talk to mom about the curfew when it should be like mom this is a good kid like I don't know he's just saying kind of like work it out um mom's like yeah I know I'm proud of him then we finally got the commercial break like again that was just it was time music to be playing all right well anyway we got another commercial break this includes an ad for the sunday examiner and chronicle which is a newspaper home delivery and there's people in this commercial that are like i literally cannot imagine life without having a physical newspaper delivered to my house on sunday I wonder where they are now. Uh, anyway, when we come back, we have the expert, Bonnie Jacobson, who actually they do have listed as a PhD psychotherapist. Uh, Montel is like, okay, real fast. Well, we had a chance to talk during the break. Uh, he says, I'm not going to air it out here, but it was a really gosh my dog can you guys hear that (laughs) silly dog so itchy um he's like i won't air it out but there was a rough divorce that happened here not a lot of communication between mom and daughter uh but like there was some but not what it should have been and it didn't really work uh like they didn't really work sorry through each other's needs 
Now, Ronnie could be the best guy in the world, but Mom's scared because she lost one thing and she doesn't want to lose another. Uh, this Bonnie lady is like, she seems sensible. She says, oh, it's hard to read. It's hard. Oh my gosh, it's such a good point, actually. Bonnie says, it's hard to raise teenagers. Uh, we need to balance boundaries, but also be sensitive that they're not children anymore. And if you treat them like little kids, they're just going to push back and start fighting you on things. Uh, which is actually true, in my opinion, of kids at any age. <laughs> uh, they get older and, yeah, uh, you got to keep up. The three of them have to just, like, talk together and figure this out. She says, Montel, um, sorry, she said, oh my gosh, sorry guys, I'm trying so hard uh, to get this out. I'm already late, so I'm sorry. <laughs> doing my best. It's been, ugh, I feel rough this week. Um, anyway, uh, Mattel says, like, and Ronnie, you do need to understand that she loves you this much, but some of that could be clouded, uh, because her dad's not here, and, like, there's this whole other issue going on, it might be, like, you know, clouding her feelings, and then Bonnie makes another great point. She says, you know what, though, Montel? Like, we all do that. <laughs> like, that's not a teenager problem, right? That's just all of us. We all love people for all different reasons. Um, and so she's like, oh, I'm willing to believe that they love each other on face value. We just need to, like, you know, meet them there on that point and then see how they're willing to join you on your points. And... Montel says, and they will, but just want to make one point. The moment the divorce came up, Jennifer immediately broke down in tears. So obviously there's something that's like right beneath the surface, like that's not resolved, right? She obviously has strong feelings about this. Ronnie and mom need to work together um, and we don't need to complicate the relationship further by going too fast. And just slow it down a little bit, you know, see where things go. <laughs> Bonnie's like, that's good advice for everyone, teenagers and grown-ups, all people. <sighs> I'm sorry, I feel like I'm losing energy. <laughs> just Oh, now my cat's here. God damn it. Like, is it even possible for animals <laughs> and all the people in my life to just be cool for like five minutes? I guess it's more than five minutes, obviously. I didn't even think this episode would be very long. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I'd love to talk, that's for sure. Well, okay, I'll try to wrap it up, guys. <laughs> so now let's talk about Chris and Kate and Linda. Those were the first people. And Bonnie's like, oh, you make less mistakes by going slower. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and she says sometimes, well, <laughs> that's all she says, not all she's saying, because she also says, uh, sometimes we as parents push our kids into a corner, um, because she's treating her like she's five, and then she has nothing, she has no choice but to rebel, like, you are forcing her to rebel by teaching her like she's a small child. Montal, uh, are these people divorced too? I swear to God. <laughs> They just said, we're going to talk to Chris and Kate and Linda. Let's go slower. And then Montel turns to, like, Queen Bitch Lady. And he's like, when was this divorce finalized? And she said, June 1999. 
So now we're talking to them again. Like, fuck. <laughs> fuck Chris and Kate and Linda. We're back on this McMansion family. Um, anyway, whatever. Bonnie's like, okay, yeah, they obviously had big trauma. <laughs> um, and they need professional help. And Montel's like, done. Yeah, we'll do it right after the show. Immediately. No problem. I think he does that. I know that Dr. Phil always says that. And I don't know if that's really true. But, um... Or I don't know to what extent it's true, but I trust Montal. Uh, we got more commercials, including for Shasta and Dilbert. And I, they, it was like the same kind of like setup that we had for The Simpsons and Third Rock from the Sun, but I don't fucking remember Shasta. And I know of Dilbert, but I don't remember that being a TV show. Anyway, um, okay, finally, <laughs> wrap this up. Uh, we're going to talk about Sasha and Kenny. Just to reiterate, that was the 24-year-old man and the 15-year-old girl. Montal thinks it's an abomination, and I couldn't think of a better word myself. Bonnie's like, okay, listen, <laughs> I get why you're upset. Um, I don't know, she talks about boundaries. She's like, it's hard to see your kids go out of bounds. And he's like, yeah, I don't mind my 15-year-old going out of bounds. It's the 24-year-old that's out of bounds here, not... Like, that's the bigger problem, and that's a boundary. I don't know, that's the other thing, though. Sometimes Montel kind of pulls it out, like, to a bird's eye view, where it's like, uh, I don't know, like, is this happening a lot? Maybe. (laughs) I don't remember, I don't know. Maybe in 1999 it was happening a lot, but I don't ever remember it being, like, acceptable in my world for a 15 year old to date a 24 year old anyway Montel's like yeah (laughs) yeah no when you see so many 27 28 year old women with kids and they're alone because of what a 24 year old guy did because of a 24 year old guy who was with them when they were 14 I don't know I just don't know if that happens a lot maybe uh Bonnie Okay, Bonnie, like, kind of makes this point. It's not a, <laughs> it's not incorrect, but she's like, well, okay, but we need to, like, connect to people, because if we just yell at them, again, we're pushing them into a corner. We're not going to resolve things or, like, change people's minds by yelling at them. Montel's <laughs> pushes back, because he's right, and he's like, okay, but for a 24-year-old man, I shouldn't be yelling at you. If it's through a set of bars. The words didn't make sense, but I we all know what he means, right? Like, you should go to jail. You should have, Kenny. Montel <laughs> then, like, turns. Like, that's kind of the strongest thing he said so far. And then he's like, sorry, sorry, guys, sorry. He, like, looks in the camera. He's like, sorry for being an angry guy. <laughs> Montel has literally, literally not raised his voice even one time. Well, at least in this episode, Montel is like, sorry, but when it comes to that issue, you're going to dabble, dabble behind prison bars, but you're right, you're right, we should try to be more inclusive (laughs) and listen a little more, and maybe we all need to do that, especially me, and then he's like, peace, he just wraps it up, and now I'm going to wrap it up, because I'm already late. (laughs) I still have to edit this before I put it out. So I'm really sorry, guys. Holiday weekend. Sick. A lot of other shit. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. 
If you have any comments, constructive criticism, feedback, ideas, uh, you want to say hello, whatever you want. Uh, the email is realityrootspod at gmail.com. I was considering recently starting like an Instagram or maybe a Facebook group for the podcast. So if you uh, have a preference, then shout out at me via email. <laughs> and I'll keep you posted about how that progresses. I think that's it. Oh, uh, if you could rate and or review and or subscribe, that would really, really help me out. Thanks, guys. Again, thanks for listening. And I will see you next week. Okay, bye.